today on The Breakdown. It's a cash game spectacular with living legend Philip Helmuth, the guy everyone loves to hate. Also at the table, Mike Matisau, the guy everyone doesn't love to hate, but hates anyway. Nick Fertucci's in this hand as well. Phil's got aces, and let me just say, there are going to be some hurt feelings by the end of this one. It's a cash game hand, 25-50-100 game. That's right, three blinds. It's from Live at the Bike, and we're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Uh, let's take a closer look at, at some of the things you said here. Yeah. Phil Helmuth, a guy that everyone loves to hate, versus Mike Matisau, a guy that everyone doesn't love to hate. Doesn't love to anyone. hate, but hates anyone. They don't can love you, hating him, they just hate him. That's so what can I'm you saying. explain to me like how that what that means a little more? Absolutely. Deeply? I would love to Absolutely. hear more about that. So for example, Hitler's not a person everyone loves to hate. They just hate him. Right? Yeah. But like there are delicious villains who people absolutely love to hate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Phil Helmuth, where it's like fun to hate Phil Helmuth. You know what I mean? But you don't, you know, you hate him, but in like, it's a joyful, it brings joy to think about Phil Helmuth in your hatred of him and your dislike <laughs> of him. Versus, Mike versus just like, like Stalin, where it's like, God, he killed how many millions of people? Yeah. That's horrible. And that's all there is. And so Mike Mattis, I was like Stalin. <laughs> in this example... Yes, Mike Matisau is Stalin. He's sending people to Siberia left and right. Right. And Phil is like Gus Fring or something like that, you know. That's giving Phil a little bit too much credit. It is, actually. But there was that point when Gus Fring said, I will kill I will murder your infant daughter. Yeah. So you know, that was like a that was like everything got a little real at that moment, you know? And that's what Phil says to people or Well, I mean, no, that, I'm saying that's when he got a little less love to Haiti. Ah. I'm saying more like whoa. More like truly evil. Yeah, so that's why it's a little less of a fair comparison. I would I would think that the Stalin-Hitler thing is not a great comparison for Mike Matisau. I can't think of a perfect comparison right now, I but I think I get what you're saying, that Phil Humuth is like, when when I get talking about Phil Humuth, I get a little bit riled up about how much I hate him and all the reasons yeah. I hate him, and you know this, and all I the do. listeners who... By the way, we're using lot. hate, and we're obviously exactly... Yeah, yeah. Dislike. There's no hatred here. Dislike. Right? Yeah, but go on. Uh, have a distaste for. Yeah, that's good. But with Mike, it's like, I don't like that guy, but I feel like I feel bad for him. Like, it's, it's not like he's like an evil dictator. It's like, agreed. I feel like that guy is just kind of fucked up. Honestly, like, Mike is another person we love to hate, actually. Right. It just feel, feels like the one of the ultimate love to hate guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like when Phil's on TV, everyone wants to watch. He's must see TV because mm-hmm. he may whine and cry and act like a little child as he usually does. And yeah. that's really fun to watch. And that's how he's made. That's how he's made all his money in the last 20 years. Right? right. I mean, I know he's won some poker tournaments too, but come on. Do we really think he's profitable poker tournaments? If he is, it ain't by a lot. Right. But he's made, I would guess millions upon millions of dollars being Phil Helmuth. The and poker part of that brat. is being the poker brat. I don't think he's faking it. Don't get me wrong. I don't even think he's playing it up. I think he's actually like that, but it's crazy that we've celebrated as much as we have. I think it's. I think it really just continues to speak to the lack of personalities in poker and interesting people in poker. Because, come on, like he's like the Antonio Brown of poker, except there isn't anyone else. So, like instead of Antonio Brown being a guy who's like, I gotta get paid or whatever he was doing, um, and people like thought it was fascinating for a week. It's been like two decades with this guy. Yeah, 
It's well, crazy. What we need is more Tony G, obviously. Of we course. just need more Tony G. I mean, Tony G is maybe the epitome of love to hate in some ways. I just, I mean, I, I love never, to love him. I've though. never hated Tony G. I love G. to love him, yeah. I'm in love with Tony G. <laughs> <laughs> if Tony G was at your table, though, and he was really turning the screws on you, that would be, that would be a little it tough. It would make right? it feel like I had a, less of a chance to, like, hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> that would make me sad. I mean, I don't think Andrew Robo was enjoying it on the big game when Tony G was like, you're, get, get out of here. You're wasting my time. You yeah, know, but that like, stuff. I can take shit pretty well. Yeah. Andrew Robo maybe can't. I don't know if he can or not. I mean, he was an online player mostly yeah. at the, up to that point. So like, I don't mind getting it. a little shit thrown my way. If yeah. I get to hang out with Tony G, <laughs> that guy's you awesome. also know he's faking it. So that's part of it. You know, it's not real. with yeah. Tony G. It's just a thing he does. Right. So that's but part of it. He's too. very good at it. Yeah. But it's not real. So you, as long as you remind yourself, this is just like a lot of bluster and it's all, he's just a little marshmallow underneath it all. That's different. Even if he's not, I think he is. The one time I spoke to him, he was as nice as nice could be. He was a super nice guy. That ruins it. I know. Sorry. Be mean to Jonathan Tony G. If you ever Man, listen to this and he was encounter the Jonathan, the opposite of mean. Slap him in the face. <laughs> anyway, he's, he's a member of Parliament now. He can't do that. I, is, I mean, that's was the case. I have. I don't have updated information. It's possible it no longer is. Oh, I have no idea. Because that I was just, like as of like 2012 or something, right? Or even later, or, way later. It was like 2016. Are you sure about that? Nope. No, I'm not. You and time have an interesting relationship. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's complicated. That's our Facebook status. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you know, like the date that something happened exactly. And sometimes you're like, yeah, that was 10 years ago. And yeah. I'm like, no, Ronald Reagan was president. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Who cares? Right. We just live. This is how we live now. The older you get, you know, there's more stuff to put in the filing cabinet and it's harder to find every individual piece of paper. That's all I'm saying. You guys get me out there. I don't think they do. Y'all, under, y'all are on my side on this one. Hashtag Team Jonathan. Let's go. What is that voice? <laughs> I don't know. It's the second podcast of the day. I'm feeling good. Someday we got to do some voices for the people. Yeah. But not today. Today is definitely not the Mark your day. calendar for November 9th, 2024. Well, you know, my, my relationship with time means... You'll, there's no chance we'll remember. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to remember that. That's five years from now. Oh, I know that Alex Trembath and Max Sawyer are writing that down because they're the ones who suggested this hand, and oh. they're also Hall of Famers. What a segue. Yeah. That so, was a Hall of Fame segue right there. I mean... That's the greatest segue I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's high praise. Uh, Mount sorry. Rushmore. Thanks. They're, they're not on Mount Rushmore. Let me be clear. But that segue I goes, will on, say, goes on the poker guy's suggestion Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I, I think I can claim yeah. that I am one of the four best poker guys. <laughs> but yeah, of course. But I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. saying, you know how we have the poker guy suggester, Mount Rushmore, the yeah. top four suggestors. We know three of them. Well, now we know four, right? Well, we know all four, but we don't broadcast it. You guys can never know. Well, it's obviously Brian with a Y. I mean, he's questionable. It's 100%. Brian with a He's y. like Gail Sayers. He had a very short career. It doesn't matter. He's still in the top four, and you know it. Okay. Come on. Number two? Or not number two, but another person on there? Ben Page. 100%. Another person on there? Max Sawyer? I don't know. Maybe. It's hard <laughs> to say. But I know one of them on there is that segue you just did. Oh, that thanks. takes up one of the spots. Thank There's you. only one spot left for Max Sawyer or whomever now. Holden Cantrell really wants it, but wanting isn't enough, buddy. Wanting it makes it less likely you're getting it. <laughs> <laughs> too desperate. Yeah, it's true. You In gotta, order to make it, you gotta act f- like you don't want it. You gotta basically not suggest anything for two or three years, and then maybe we'll be like, no, it's not that. Gotta, it's it's oh. just about the way you suggest. It's as if it's like, yeah, it's you nothing. Can't ask, it's you nothing can't ask to you. Put like the thing that makes Ben Page so great. <laughs> he suggested it's just like it's just who he is. You know, it's his DNA. You yeah. can't not suggest hands. Right. And that's who you have to be. You can't be the like, did, did I get something? Did I get something? 
It's like Bill Gates. He's like Bill Gates. You know, Bill Gates can't can't help himself, but but solve the world's water problems. He can't help. Right. That's was the next analogy I was going for. Anyway, let's just move the let's fuck on. Let's insult more of the people who, you know, bring content. If you listen to this show, we don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's not true. We love all of you. We do. We're very happy to have you guys contributing. And course. Alex Trumbath and Max Sawyer, two Hall of Famers, of course, suggested on Twitter. They included a YouTube link and they didn't have to timestamp this one. But if, if it's a longer thing, you got to timestamp it. Yep. So we know where in the episode the hand occurs. Blam. Blam, blam, blam. He's our. Nice. Been a while. Kroll the Kroll show. show reference. I love it. I mean, it's been a couple years, but that was a wonderful show. More than a couple. I mean, season yes. three was terrible, but whatever. Seasons one show. and two were, were great. But let's move on because no one knows what we're talking oh, about. Oh, if now. they don't, then they should go watch the next How Kroll are they going to find it? Kroll it's show not... is probably somewhere. You probably have to legally download that puppy. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to encourage people to steal now? No. Who I are think... you? Who, really? I'm, no, really. Just, who are you? I'm just the greatest segwayer of all time. Yeah. Well, that one segue is gonna live on even yeah. after you die <laughs> that's like i'll be like talk, at your funeral which i will be present at because it's gonna be you know and then you're am future. i like the rudy of segues where like that that segue was i had my one great moment and but other than that i basically can't make the team as far I, as segues. i would like to say and i don't want to completely derail this podcast oh really you don't <laughs> that's that's like that's like your goal every time it is it is this time though. I was kind of excited to talk about the hand because there's stuff to talk about. But apparently, in the movie Rudy, the big play he makes where he like picks up the ball and doesn't he like block a punt and run for a touchdown? I don't remember. Probably something. It's all lies. He didn't do anything. He gets in the game and doesn't do anything. That's the truth. He got to play one down in like special teams and didn't do anything. That's actually what happened. The damn movie people lied to us again. Well, freaking Samwise Ganji lied. He wasn't Samwise yet. He won't be ever again to me. <laughs> okay. But anyway. All right. All right. Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Mr. Anyway. Frodo? Frodo. Oh, okay. Come on. Put the pieces together, buddy. Just kiss already, Sam and Frodo. You know you want to. <laughs> Everybody knows that. That's the undertone. It was too early, you know. Yeah. Now they'd be making out like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a romantic comedy. All right. So 2550 and 100 of the blinds. Three blind game. <laughs> They're only seven-handed, though. So it's a three-blind game with wow. seven, seven players at the table. There's also a $100 big blind ante. Which so makes this it, is nuts. Which makes it a bit surprising how short some of these players are at the table. Mike Matisau, for example, who is borrowing money from Phil Hellmuth, I guess this is the most Phil would give him, only has 9100 in front of him. Um, yeah, and I don't know if this is still the case, but I know at the beginning of this session... Um, no, I think it's actually later on because Phil at some point quits and then asks Mike for his money right there and then. And Mike pays him out of a stack, which everyone else at the table is not happy with, of course, because now Mike's stack is less, and it's Mike. Yeah. They're like, what the hell? Um, so, yeah, Phil has like half of Mike's action or something like that. Right, which yeah. is a little shady, but everybody probably knows about it and Phil, is okay. Phil announced it before they started yeah. filming. So that's fair. Yeah, totally fine. But it's obviously not an ideal situation any, at any Correct. point to have somebody staking another player at the table. But Phil announcing it sort of takes away almost all the issue with it. Yes, it does. Because then it the does. players can decide not to play. If there's anything shady, first of all, everyone gets to see all the cards anyway. Yeah, there's, there's nothing really nefarious. I don't, think, I don't think you'd have to be too concerned about it. Right. It's just like, you know, it's not ideal if you can avoid that. I mean... Yeah, Phil and Mike are probably not going to, you know, get into as much a cooler spot. Mike's as probably not going to try to bluff Phil too much, you right. know? Like, that's the guy who's paying for him to be there. Right. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah. Like, it's not a tournament where, like, eliminating players matters and stuff. Right. So the, the, that form of collusion cool. isn't a big deal. Anyway, Mike is only has 9,100, and he's going to open the pot. 
in the cutoff with queen nine of spades to 300. Yep. He's going to be a garbage human in this hand and also other times. It just, yeah, poker, not poker. Yeah. So we go to Nick Fertucci, Nick from Live at the Bike. We've done maybe three or four hands involving yeah. him before. He plays all the different stakes in Live at the Bike. We've seen him playing 510. We've seen him playing 100, 200. He might so, be like a tech guy or something like that. I don't know. You're just randomly coming up with yep. that. <laughs> I know it clearly has some money. Yeah. And I don't think he got it from poker. And I don't think he got it from poker either. Yeah. You could be like a music business guy. He's got a bunch of tattoos. Huh. Like a music producer. But tech guys now can have tattoos, you know? Things have changed, mm, man. I don't know. Boy, life is really... The culture's changed, bro. See, we're doing voices now. The culture. What voice is this? The culture's so different. It's like uh, I'm a grizzled, grizzled guy. <laughs> That's the voice. Grizzled guy. You're going to need to, uh, I think, backstory your character is a little bit better. He had lunch yesterday, but not today. Grizzled guy. <laughs> Pretty hungry. <laughs> okay, cool. Pretty hungry grizzled guy. Good character. There you go. Loves cheese. Grizzled guy. <laughs> Sweet. You're really making an impact on the general consciousness right now. Okay. So Nick Fertucci is in the small blind, which is only 25. Yep. Mike has made it 300. Nick's got ace of spades, king of clubs. He's got 27,500 in front of him. Cool. Feels like a three bet, right? Yeah. This For is, sure, this is a three bet. Worst, worst position at the table. Uh, extra money in the pot. Yeah. Don't want to allow everyone else to come in. Like, the big blind's going to call so much now, yeah. right? If we call, like, it's such an obvious three bet. Well, he just calls. Well, like I said. We've, never, call- been, we've never been huge fans of the way Nick plays. No, so I mean, he's, he's not a pro. No. Like, he's probably a reasonably good amateur who can yeah. barely hang with these guys. I would guess he's a small loser at on Live at the Bike, is my, yeah. without really knowing. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, then we got a guy named Barry who's not going to matter at all. Cool. Like, has anybody named Barry ever mattered? I mean, and when we say not going to matter at all, yeah, to be clear, we don't just mean in poker. No, we mean, we mean like... His family is like, he could be He could blip from existence and nobody yeah. would care. His family would be like, is Barry here? Yes, no, it's all the same. Who's Barry? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's like that movie yesterday, kind of, but not really. It's a little bit like that movie yesterday, yeah. yeah. Which was, you know. Yeah, a little disappointing. Good for, I thought it was really good for a while in the last the music, 20 minutes. The music last parts, 20 minutes really let me down. Yeah. The music parts were fun. Music parts were great. Obviously. Anyway, Barry's in the big blind, which is 50. Yeah. There's still 100 to act behind him, and the open was to 300. He's got queen four of diamonds. He's going to call. It can't be that bad. Whatever. It's fine. Who cares? It's Barry. We're not going to remember anyway. It's is who? I yeah. Was there uh, some? Wait, wait. Who is that? So so it's weird. That you the, can eat that sandwich or what? It's weird that we have a two blind game. Twenty five one hundred. That's weird. Why why would there be? Why would we go twenty five one hundred? It's a three blind game. I know. I'm doing a Barry doesn't exist thing. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. My hunger for that sandwich really confused me. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Phil Hummuth in the in the actual big blind, also known as the third blind. He's got 12,500. I feel like he should be deeper in this game. He's got some money, right? Yes. So why does he only have 12,500 and a 2550, 100 with a 100 big blind any game? Without really knowing, my guess is that Phil does not play super well, super deep. And that this is the kind of table that might really run him over if the deeper he is. Like a Garrett Adels- Adelstein Stein. Adelstein could really just make his life hell anytime he doesn't have the absolute nuts. Yeah. The actual nuts. I could see Garrett just obliterating Phil in a deep stack game. So like instead of having 400 blinds, having 120 blinds means you have a pretty good hand. You can can hold on much easier. True. That's my guess. I don't actually know anything. Anyway, he's got the old pocket rackets. 
the weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. American Airlines. Yep. Cool. Two red aces. For Is Phil. he going to put the twigs and berries over the hole or what? He's not going to put any twigs or any berries. Okay. What's He's he going to race. What's he going to put over the hole? He's going to leave the hole open. Oh, okay. He wants Whoa, to open that's- a little lewd, but okay. I mean, that's what Phil he does. leaves the hole. <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> Good podcasting. <laughs> We're doing a great job so far. It's amazing that we have sponsors. Okay, so Phil has 12500 If you're going to 3-bet, how much do you want to 3-bet to? You got an open to 300 Two You've calls. Two calls. Big blind ante. Yeah, you're going to be in position against two of the callers and out of position against the opener, who is Mike. Who's the most likely to call, in theory? Our in race. theory. Nick is probably pretty likely with the small blind calling range when he's only got 25 invested. I mean, I think we need to size it up here for sure. Uh, I think it's got to be like seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars $1,800. Sounds about right. Hoping to get shoved on because stack depths are such that that could happen. Yep. Nick he, is also the kind of guy who's like, if we know anything about him, might just, we've seen him make a lot of really loose calls pre-flop before, right? Yes, we have. I'm thinking that one hand. Yeah. Seven ten, I think he had eight ten, something like that. Yeah, whatever it was, where he like limped for five or ten. He limped for it, twenty, and it got raised and re-raised to five hundred and ten. And he just and put he it called with seven ten of. And diamonds. there was action still available behind him, yeah. which did get raised again, didn't it? No, 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 Art, no, no, it didn't. No, it I didn't. don't think it did. That's right, because Art just re-raised. Um, so yeah, so like that was just insane. So anyway, yeah, so I like so, so I think actually with if I knew that I would even go a little bigger. I might make it nineteen. Well, Phil, Phil likes your sizing. He makes it 1700 Yeah, that's fine. And, you know, good for Phil, because I feel like in the past we've done breakdowns of Phil in cash games, and he's three-betting in spots like this to, like, 900 and stuff. Oh, you my know? God. That's so amateur. I'm glad he didn't do that. Yeah. It is weird to watch people do that. I, f- I feel like I see people do that all the time in, like, tournaments and obviously well, I mean, not pros, but... Yeah, I mean, most players are playing don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, it's like limp, 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 3X. Yeah. Or raise, call, 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 call. Two and a half times the original race size. You still, you still every once in a while, like every couple hours of playing live poker, you get the old, there's four limps in the big blind min raises and like says pot sweetener or something. I feel like I don't see that that often anymore, but it does happen. I've seen it. I've seen it pretty recently. Anyway, anyway. Mike's going to fold his queen nine of spades. That makes plenty of sense. Yes. The real question is what is Nick, what should Nick do in the small blind here? Seems obvious, doesn't it? Basically put it in. Yeah. It fills only has 10 K more. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, he's got ace-king, if, if you don't remember. Nick, having just called, he's clearly under-repped. This is a great squeeze spot for Phil. Phil absolutely can have worse aces. Now he's going to fold them, but yeah, that's okay. That's fine. He could we're have, almost never screwed. Turns out we're screwed here, but we're almost never screwed. He could have pocket pairs that he's going to fold, too. He could have a lot of hands that he's going to fold. He could have yeah, hand, bluffs he, that he's going to fold. I mean, Phil might raise-fold jacks here, which would be perfectly great with us, right? We're fine if he fold, does that with jacks. Phil, might, I don't think Phil's going to fold queens. He might just have, like, king four. Sometimes he loses his mind. You yeah, know? he does. And it is a, not a bad squeeze spot. You yeah. Know? Like, Mike's going to tell him exactly where he is. He's not going to mess around. That's his money, you know? Right. And, like, the other guys are, are callers. So... I feel I, like it, it's a, a, an effectively move-in spot for Nick. I don't know how deep Barry is, so maybe he doesn't want to go all in in case Barry somehow has aces. How, how does Barry ever have aces right. or kings here? You but know. why why not just make it an amount where, like, let's let's say, for example. Okay, you mean, like, make it 6,000. Yeah, like, if Barry has 27,500, Nick has 27,500, and, and right. Phil has 12,500, I, I make it, like, five or 6,000, you can fold if Barry moves in okay, and call that's if fine. Phil moves in, you know? That's fine. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, Nick calls. Yeah, I hate it. That's terrible. I don't like that at all. I don't understand. We're out of position. We're just going to lose this hand a huge amount, and Phil only had 120 blinds to start the hand. This seems really bad. Yeah, I don't really understand what, what he's going for. I mean, he's 
It's hard to put him on Ace King off at this point. I mean, that's nice. That is great, but the two thirds of the time when you don't flop anything, it's not as great. Yeah. So and you don't get that free seventeen hundred some of the time when Phil's messing around. Right. Like, not just, it's Phil, not just seventeen hundred. Phil just anymore. gets to win with King Four on like the Deuce Deuce Nine board. You know, it's twenty six hundred. There's all that other dead money yeah. in there. I mean, that all counts. That's all free. Yeah. And this is a hand that is happy to take it down pre. It's not like it's two kings. Right. It's this is just a bad play. I As think it, I, I really don't like either decision so far by Nick. As it stands, it's perfect because yeah. well, perfect would be folding. Well, but, okay, well, but well. it's it's a lot better than moving in because Phil, of course, has the WMDs. Yes, as they say, and Barry, of course, folds. I think I don't remember what Barry did. Doesn't Barry, matter. Barry, who? Wait, who? Doesn't matter. There, something happened in like the video paused for a second, and then they went to the floor. There's like some sort of weird like anomaly or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I heard this like very faint voice. What if it said it just said help me? Now this is an extreme scenario. Yeah, but what if? What if Barry is a listener to this podcast? Big oh, fan. Yeah. Not only that, but has kind of existential fear about existence in general. Just I mean, like, just like, what is reality? Am I real? Like, can anybody really be sure that they're real? And he, it kind of freaks him out every night as he tries to fall asleep. And finally, for the first time in the history of the podcast, we're making this joke. We've never made this joke about anybody else. We're making it about him. How freaked out is this guy? <laughs> I mean, he might be delightfully freaked out, though. You know, much like you love to hate someone, he might be freaked out in a wonderful way. Like, this is incredible. They're validating my fears. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Barry. He you, both, you could both simultaneously feel seen and not seen. You know, like we're really calling him out, really mentioning him a lot, but we're also talking about how he's sort of, you know. Barry, I want to say I believe in you. Like, I believe that you exist. Just if you're listening. To me, you're more hypothetical. In fairness, I didn't see the video, though. Right. But you might not exist. That's truth. I mean, you probably don't exist. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do any of us That's a great exist, question. Barry? Yeah. Think about that. Put that in your pipe and smoke. Give me 600 Barry. words on that. All right. Okay. Barry's gone. Barry, I mean, Barry never was. So the pot is 4,100. Yes. Got two red aces for Phil. Phil's got like 10, 10K and change back. Right? Yeah. And Nick with... A stack will covering that has ace king off ace of spades king of clubs and Nick okay. is out of position to fill. Okay. And I didn't write down the flop because I'm a genius. Fabulous. Yeah, I can get it real quick. It's the jack of spades, the six of diamonds, and the deuce of spades. Okay. I assume Nick's going to check a lot here. Uh yeah. What else could he do? I mean, he could bet, but that's weird. It'd be really strange to bet. It wouldn't work. I'll tell you what. But okay, so he's going to check. And yep. Phil's, I assume, is going to bet. Yeah. What size do you want to go if you're Phil? 4,100 in the pot. You have about 10K in front of you. I mean, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,600 is probably fine. We could, we could size it up a little bit if we want. Um, we could make it 2,000. It's probably a little easier to get it in, but we can get it in either way. So I feel like this is a spot where after the big three bet and the call, he's out of position. This is not a super scary board. I know there's two spades on there, but okay. Like betting small seems fine. Like we're just not, we're not going to get, we, we don't want to chase off like a, a medium pocket pair, right? We might get action from it if we bet smaller than bigger. True. Also, we just want to bet on this board a lot, whether we have it or not. So betting small makes sense. What do you think? I generally agree with you, but I want to explore something. Good. I don't think this is a good idea. I just want to explore it. What about moving in? Phil's got 10,800. 
Pots 4100. Jack 6, Deuce 2, Spade Board. I mean, you're only getting called by Ace Jack, which you block. Nick might have Queen. Like, it's Nick. He has a lot of Jacks, probably. I don't know if he's going to call with any of the other Jacks. He might not call with Ace Jack when you when you move in for 10K. That's the problem. See, my thought would be that he would call with those. That's why I would want to move in. Maybe I'm wrong. Because it's like you have to have the nut flush draw when you move in or something like that? It yeah, or it's just it. like you're kind of losing your mind, which you do every once in a while you're Phil Hellmuth. Phil doesn't lose his mind in this way that often. No, he doesn't. That's part of the problem. Um, I think 1600 I like betting small. I think 2000 is also okay. I think 1600 to 2000 anywhere in there is probably a reasonable bet size in my mind. Um, it's weird to bet to over bet here when we, we really want to do is, you know, bet and have the draws jam on us or, you know, where we're a significant favorite because we have aces, you know, the nut flush draw is not a problem. I mean, it's a problem, but it's not a real, it's not like, a hand it's you want to see. way better than having Kings against the nut flush draw, right? I guess. Yeah. It's, it's not a hand you want to see. Of course. Do you want to see ace Jack? Yeah. But whatever, like if he's got it, he's, whatever he has, whatever he has, but we want to, we want to give, we don't want a flush draw to just get completely blown off the hand. I don't think when we've got most of the equity here. You know, we've got usually two-thirds equity at least. Well, two-thirds equity against the flush draw. So that's good. I mean, the it's better overall for you if a flush draw folds than you get it in with a flush draw as far as equity, I think. Um, yeah, that's probably true. But, you know, it, it's but it's an absurd thing in terms of overall the overall value you can get from your hand to bet huge, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly... Like, well, that's fair. I, if Nick is super wide preflop and is going to call with all of his jacks and fold all his flush draws on this flop, then it makes it like a little bit enticing. Mm-hmm. If Nick has down to like jack 10 suited. There's no way he's going to call 10K for jack 10 suited. I don't think. Yeah. Well, like, it seems it seems a little crazy. If he's going to call with jack 10 suited, he's probably going to call with his flush draws too, you know? I guess that's true. Maybe then he calls with his flush draws too. But you're you're also happy with that, like you said. Yeah. And you get it all in right now when you're right ahead. I don't think he's calling with either one, though. And then I just worry, well, he's calling with the set. This is the guy with the 10-7, Jonathan. Right. That's pre-flop, though, not post-flop. Yeah. That, he plays, that, I'm, sure, I'm sure he plays completely differently He post-flop. does. If you recall, actually, he's much more careful post-flop yeah. when he actually has something. Maybe. Anyway. Still, he's the 10-7 guy. Yeah, he is. That he was did. years ago, though, in I mean, fairness. not that long ago. It was like three years ago. We didn't do that podcast. That, that podcast was at most a year and a half ago. I mean, Okay. I'm not going to fight you. You're the guy with the weird relationship with time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. I don't actually advocate moving in. I just wanted to Yeah, it's fine to explore. It's cool to explore that. But I generally agree that normal sizing would be like 1,600 to 2K. Yep. Phil goes a little bigger than that. He bets 2,200 into 4,100. I mean, that's fine. I got no problem with that. It's fine. Nick should probably just fold, right? Yes. He has the ace of spades in his hand, but that's not enough at this stack to pot ratio. Right. We need to be a lot deeper. To call here, I think. Yeah. I think that's the reasonable play. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, it's just a clear fold. I think it is. I think it is. But Nick decides to call. Yeah. Hey, did we do the Nitrogen Sports Poker no, yet? No, we have not. Well, we should probably do I, that. I almost did it when you first started talking about the flop, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to see how long it takes for him to realize it. It's just going to be a little fun. I wonder if uh, some of the listeners were on that journey with me. I, I'll never know, but they'll know. And that's what's important. Anyway, before In we talk heart, about it, they'll know. Quickly, I want to say, like, this call doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, he's, I haven't liked anything Nick's done so far. No, neither have I. I mean, I guess you have the nut flush blocker if it comes in, but that's not good enough at this stack to pot ratio. You have plenty of hands you can call with, a lot of pocket pairs. You have some jacks in your range, probably. 
I mean, I guess you could argue that distribution-wise, this is still maybe high, relatively high up on your distribution. I don't think you can argue that. No, especially when you've called the three-bet yeah. out of position. You've got mostly pocket pairs, yeah. right? Yeah, you're right. This is... You don't even have that many. You have, like, ace-queen, maybe. I guess you can have ace-queen here, ace... And it's weird to have ace-king, and it, the whole thing is weird. Nick, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't like any of your decisions so far, Nick. I'm sorry to tell you. Anyway, what I am happy to tell you is Nick. Nitrogen Sports Poker Room... Is where the party happens. Nick. Nick. I'm just telling Nick that. All right. What else do you want to tell Nick? I want to tell Nick to bring drinks to the party. BYOB, baby. Okay. Also, he should use the link in the description of this podcast when he signs up for Nitrogen Sports Poker. Because not only do we have online poker there, Grant, we have other cool things. Well, of course, we have sports betting and casino games. But we have our monthly poker guys tournament, Grant. And everyone knows, but I'm going to tell them anyway, that at the end of that tournament, and even at the beginning of that tournament, at all times in the tournament, there's a thousand... (laughs) It's over. I'm done. Sorry. (laughs) There's a thousand buy-ins, Grant. A thousand buy-ins guaranteed. Sometimes I'm just... We've never gotten more than 123 players. Sometimes I just don't know how you are an adult living on his own who is not dead. Like how are you how are you how are you alive? How have you I know you I know you've been in some car accidents in your life, but how have there not been more? I <laughs> thought I would have made it through this one and I just didn't. Yeah. I got to that thing about the buy-ins and it you know, it tickled me. Do you think you're above or below your expected amount of car accidents so far in your life? I'm way above. You're above. For you, not for uh-huh. general humor. Well, how would I know that though? That's an impossible. <laughs> I think probably even for me, I'm above. Although I will say this, this mobile technology is not helping. <laughs> like having phones where you can do things to the phone while you're driving. Why for, are you doing things to your phone? Well, you know, sometimes it's direction. Sometimes it's the new, the next podcast. Sometimes you get a, t- a text. I don't know. It's, it's a temptation, man. It's dangerous. It's bad. It's bad. You what know you- who else thinks it's bad? Hungry grizzled guy. It's real bad, man. <laughs> we need self-driving cars ASAP. You're gonna finish that soup or what? <laughs> we need self-driving cars ASAP before Jonathan. I do destroys the world. I really need a self-driving car. I haven't been in an accident in a long time, but I worry for our future. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what he was trying to say is that our Poker Guys monthly tournament happens the last Sunday of every month. We guarantee a thousand buy-ins, or nitrogen, nitrogen does. We don't guarantee squat. Squat. We don't guarantee squat. <laughs> But uh, we've only ever gotten as many as 123 players. We think. We think maybe we've had more ones. We don't know. But not much more. Like, yeah. It's a great overlay. You should get in there. Use the link in the description. Get you some poker. Let's get back to the hand. Yeah. <laughs> that's another voice. I'm doing voices now. Okay. That's my that's my baby T-Rex, but who's also a man voice and speaks <laughs> English. <laughs> Is it like a Minotaur situation? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then what kind of a situation is it? It's, you know, it's a baby T-Rex that looks like a T-Rex. A baby T-Rex that was smaller than normal T-Rex. Uh-huh. But he knows English and he talks and he's also a man sometimes. <laughs> what, do <you> mean? <laughs> what do you mean he's also a man sometimes? What do I mean? Yeah. I mean, do I have to explain everything now? That one sometimes, you have to explain. Sometimes he's human, but he doesn't look human. He's always He's got human sensibilities, you know? And he gets it. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> he thinks of himself as a guy, you know, not a thing. Okay. Not a monster. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do some Second podcast forever. Second podcast for life. 
Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Jonathan's, Jonathan's just gonna so one day he's just gonna have a stroke while we're doing this. It's gonna be a problem. Uh, okay, oh my God. so this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so forty one hundred was in the pot. Phil had bet twenty two hundred. Nick has called with Ace King on this board. We don't like Nick's call. Oh, hate it on the on the board of the old uh, Jack Six Deuce Two Spades. He's got the Ace of Spades, but whatever. That's not amazing. Yeah. The turn is the eight of spades. Well, that is a good card for Nick, right? I mean, since yeah. he has the ace of spades and since... And there's 8,500 8, in the pot now, by the way. Yeah, so stack the pot is hellish. It's one-to-one, like almost exactly one-to-one. Phil has 85.50. It seems like there's only one play here now, is Nick? Now that we've found ourselves in the spot, right? To just now move in? Now we have to move Phil in, right? Because right, if Phil moves in, we don't have the right odds to, to call. Fold. Yeah. Right, and Phil's got one almost a one-to-one stack to pot, right? So yeah. there's no value. Like, we can't expect he's going to... I think it's a clear move-in. Like, we were, we just had, we were on a flush draw, apparently. I don't freaking know. Like, Yeah, I mean, we're on a flush draw, and we think he's going to check back, so we have to move in. Right. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have to do that in real life, but no. whatever. I mean, we, that's the we story. Can bet, we can bet 6,500 and not fold. That's fine, too, but right. whatever. We're gonna, we need to effectively move, move Phil in here. Right. Now that we've got the Miracle Spade, having it, gotten here in this way. Yeah, this way that we never, we never would have gotten here, but yeah. Nick does. So, so that's what he does, right? Nope. Right, right. He checks. Uh, it really is a problem because if Phil moves in for 8,500, maybe Nick calls, but he's not supposed to. He's right. not getting the right price to call with one card to come he and sh- just enough flush draw. Definitely not. I think he knows that too, I think. Um, although, of course, he called on the flop, but it's a lot more. Phil could reasonably move in here, but he could reasonably check too. With think, his actual hand, you mean? Yeah, with his actual hand. Two red aces, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we're, check, we're checking to induce on not bad rivers, basically, on like safe rivers. Yeah. I think it's fine just to move in, but yeah. it does kind of suck. I mean, if he has like, if Nick's, Nick never has like King Jack with the King of Spades, right? Like he called the three bet in the small blind. He might. If he can have that, an Ace Jack with the Ace of Spades, if he can have those things, maybe we should just bet big and try and get called. The thing is, we might fold out Jacks now that don't have a spade in their hand almost always if we got called True. the flop, which sort of sucks. But we might fold them out in the river too. If the river's safe and we bet small, we can get some action. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, sure. I really don't like either option for Phil here. No. I feel like checking gives up too many free cards that really kind of suck. I mean, 20% of the deck is hellish, right? Yeah. Um, that's bad. Twenty. It's more than 20% because any jack is also hellish. Yep. Absolutely. And then also we might lose to some other card. Now, it turns out Nick's drawing dead, but we don't know that. Yeah. Well, no, he's not. He, is, he can hit his pick. Oh, sorry. I, I take that back. But I mean, like, if Nick had a pocket pair, like... Nick could make a set on the river. We couldn't see it. Now, none of these things should matter that much when we have a one-to-one stack-to-pot ratio, though. We shouldn't be too afraid of that aspect of it, right? So the question is just, we should be trying to get our, our stack, and the question is, how's the best way to do it? Oh, I think moving in, if it, as Phil, is the best way to get, get your stack in. <laughs> well, I mean, and get called, and get called. Not just get the stack in. Get and called by down. a worse hand. Well, better hands aren't going to fold, so we don't have to worry about that. Like they're gonna, they're gonna get, they're gonna get all our chips unless, unless we. I guess we could check back. A spade could come in, we could fold, yeah. And a better hand could have not gotten value for us. That is the one way we can dodge it all. But should we be trying to do that? Is that that doesn't feel like enough of Nick's range, right? I mean, Nick has some flushes, it's true, but Nick is going to raise his flush draws on the flop a lot too when we're as short as we are, and the pot is as big. I mean, as it all, is, right? like, you kind of hit it initially. It all comes down to like, what's the best way to get value from a one pair jack, right? So. Moving in doesn't get value from a one pair jack. No, right? it's going to fold a lot. The king is the king of spades with it is not going to fold. The ace of spades is going to call. Almost all the rest of them are just going to fold. I think. Yeah. So 
Maybe the Queen of Spades calls, whatever. So then we could bet small or we could check with the intention of calling on any reasonable river. And I guess we can get called by some overpairs, considering that Nick has ace king. Maybe he has overpairs. It's hard to imagine that we would suspect he could have a hand like this or queens or kings, yeah. though. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have that be part of the plan is the problem. Even though it turns out, I, I guess he could have queens. Maybe. 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 I don't know if he's really going to play queens like this pre or post flop. He might raise the flop with queens for all I know. He might. When Phil is as short as he is. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Eh. You know who should ask? Baby T-Rex man. Okay. What hey! Is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah! What's up, baby T-Rex ah! man? What do you think Phil should do? I'm hungry. <laughs> so all of your characters are hungry. <laughs> I ate yesterday, but not lunch today. I missed lunch. All right. Do the Queen of England. Well, hello. It's pretty good, actually. Are you, are you Better hung- than expected. Are you hungry? I'm famished. One's high tea. Hello. <laughs> anyway, okay, <laughs> good. Um, I think Phil should check. That is okay, I think, ulti- I think checking is fine, ultimately. What I don't is, have a problem with What is with your other option? What? What's your other option? It's, it can't be, moving in can't be as good as checking, and betting small may actually fold out a lot of the hands. Even betting small may fold out a lot of the hands we want to get value from. Yeah. We could bet pretty small and not fold. We could bet like 2,500, which might induce a shove a little bit. Yeah, checking is better than that, it feels. I agree. It's we could get like, it all in on the river in theory anyway, it, but, there are, but there are bad cards with it. Like I don't think we should be aiming to get it all in at this point. Like, I don't think our hand is good enough on this board to like hope, yeah. hope for an all-in That's situation probably fair. at but this point. We, but we can get value on the river. Let me say yeah. it that way. You're yeah. right. That's fair. That's I mean, fair. It's, just a, it's just a shitty card. It's a bad card. Like, it sucks. Yeah. And now everything kind of sucks. Yeah. Phil checks back. I think that's the right play. I'm fine with it. The river is nine of diamonds. Should never really matter. Nick's not supposed to have queen 10. He's not supposed to have seven ten. He's so not supposed to have nine nine that often. I guess he could have nine nine. Jack nine eight. Do six with three spades. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Nick can have some sets. He could have most likely a set of nines. That's like his most likely set, right? Because he just called the flop? Yep. Sure. I mean, he could check call with the set when Phil is relatively short, though. He could, but... It's probably a better time to do it then than when Phil is, like, super deep, right? You'd rather raise when Phil is deep. I mean, you could see it both ways. Like, he's going to get it in with more things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, Nine of Diamonds comes, and Nick just moves in for 8550 into 8500 Okay. And as Phil, what do you do? You got two red aces. Well, here's one thing I'll say. I don't think we can beat any value. No, absolutely not. I don't. I mean, like maybe Nick does this with kings or queens once in a while, but yeah. to get value from what? To get called by what? If he has kings, he could get called by like queens. queens and queens. Yeah, I don't know. If Phil really has ace jack, but maybe Phil can have ace jack here. Phil can have ace jack. Okay. I'm deciding Phil can have ace jack. Maybe we can get value from Ace Jack. Maybe. I don't know. Is Phil going to call with Ace Jack? He could. There's very little value that we can beat. Let's say that. At a minimum. And you know what? It's almost impossible for Nick to have kings because of the preflop play, right? I think we can safely eliminate kings from Nick's range. I agree. And queens. All right. So let's just say we can't beat any value. Right. Good. We can't beat any value. Nick did check call the flop. What the hell is he supposed to have then? Like, he should have a jack, which isn't moving in, or spades, which are beating us, right? 
or a set which is beating us. Yep. So actually, I don't think we're supposed to call as once he moves in here. Right, because what can he have as a bluff? I guess right. it has to be this hand. It has to be the ace of spades. With what? Well, I guess with a king, but it doesn't wow. make any sense. I guess ace queen. You can decide it's ace queen. We we don't block the ace of spades exactly. That's good. But he's got to play ace queen like this. Or ace king. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't think he'd have ace king, but fine. But why would, he, why would he play it like this? It seems weird. It seems like, I mean, yeah, it's obviously bad. And the flushes that he has are like... Ace queen of spades. For sure. Maybe ace king of spades, but you wouldn't expect it. I mean, maybe you can just have like ace ten of spades. Yeah, maybe. And so maybe maybe you can have all the spades and you can nut spade draws. You can have probably king queen of spades. Yeah. I guess king queen of spades makes sense here. Right. King ten of spades. Maybe, maybe. Even king ten of spades, yeah. Just hands that are pretty pre flop that are spades. And then a set of nines makes a lot of sense as well. Do we think he'd move in with a set of nines on the river? Probably. Here's here's the here's the question. Would he move in with all this value on the river really after Phil checks the turn? Maybe, but I don't know if I really I mean it is one to one, so yeah. that, that makes it a little easier. I think to move you I it. think you can do it. Okay. I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it feels like a fold to me. Well, here's the thing. I agree with you, but then there's a thing that happens. True. The but guy everyone doesn't love to hate. That would be Mike Matisau. Yeah. Um says something. Well, Phil's complaining. He like as, like he always. Is. He's like he what he says something along like Mike's laughing a little bit and cuz Phil's all upset and and Phil's like you wouldn't be laughing if you knew what my hand was. Like what the fuck does that mean, by the way? I have no idea what that means. Is that like the only thing I could think his hand would be something like one card that says like your mother's going to die in 3 weeks yeah. and the other card that says just kidding, it's 2 weeks, you know, and so that's not funny to Phil. Right. Like and you know like, like I don't know what else what else would be like but that's what, like what that's does like, Mike think he has that Phil would be upset about? It's exactly this kind of a yeah. hand, dumb Phil. Anyway, <laughs> Phil shows Mike his hand, and, and Mike says, "Oh, I knew you had that." Which Mike says that all the time. But that's which, okay. But wait, and but then he says, "I folded a flush." That's why I folded a. flush. That's why I folded right? a flush. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike says, Mike removes two spades. Yeah. And Phil knows Mike isn't lying about that. Right. And let's remember, Phil's staking Mike in this game. Yeah. That, I mean, I think it was just a slip of the tongue by Mike, but yeah. still, you know what? I'm done with that kind of slip of the tongue stuff from professionals who've been doing this forever. Phil did this um, in the World Series to that guy on day three yep. where he started complaining it made it easier for the other dude to find a yep. call. Mike just does this here, which would have made it easier for Phil to find a call. What do you know? Both times it helps them. It doesn't hurt them. It's like good for them. Mike's helping his friend, the guy who stakes him. Yep. Phil's like getting rid of a guy who's been three betting him a lot and, you know, like what a shock that when they happen to slip, it's a slip of their tongue, it's always to their benefit. Like, I think they, they're, they're getting with exactly what they think they can get away with. And it's like just a bit too far on these. And then they have to like scale it back. And they're going to do just a little bit less than that. I think that's what's going on. And I think it's not okay. And I think Mike knows he can't do that. And it isn't like Mike immediately apologized after he even said it, right? Mike knows he can't say that. He knows it. Yeah. There's no slip of the tongue here. It's bad. Remember, um, I, this is a long time ago, but when they were at the, in the main event and he went, he made the final table that year. When there were like two or three tables left, he played a hand with some other guy where Sean Chacon folded pre-flop after th- like Mike, Mike like three bet and Shiki folded. And then the flop came out and Sean Chacon pounded the, the table yeah. in frustration. I guess he flipped a flop. I can't remember. And then as soon as the hand's over, Mike is like, you cannot do that, which Mike is right, of course. So Mike's like super sensitive to how these things affect other people, even way back then. Of course he knows this. So I, I don't want to give him any benefit of the doubt on this. I think this is collusion. Okay, that's fine. I think it's open collusion. 
It's a collusion. Mike thinks he can get away with the help Phil. Somehow Phil doesn't listen to it. Yeah, Phil folds right away. Phil folds anyway. It doesn't matter. I'm really glad. Can you imagine if Phil then called? The whole world would be up in arms. Yeah. But because Phil folded, everyone forgets about it for the most part. But it's collusive and it's not okay. I'm calling Mike out on that one. Okay, you did it. I assume other people have said things too. Probably. Yeah. Either way, I get the fold. I get the fold too. I think you probably have to fold. When Mike says he folded a flesh, let's say it didn't go that way. Let's say Mike whispers it to someone and somehow like the other person says, you folded a flesh, you know, like turns their head and says too loudly and Mike wasn't trying, you know what I mean? It's not collusive. But now you know that two spades are dead. Are we still folding? We still can't beat any value. I think, yeah, I think I'm still folding. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to have a bluff here. Like you have to have played ace king with the ace of spades terribly to have a bluff here. It seems like it. Just weird. You know, sometimes you worry that a guy like has ace jack and they just don't know what to do with it and they they do this with it, you know, and then like you're... You can worry that, but usually you'd be wrong. Correct. I mean, you can't beat anything else. Yeah. And of course, we have... We would play over pairs like this and he probably would suspect if we had two red aces or two red kings, we'd play it this way and he wouldn't expect to get faults from those in theory. Not necessarily. Like, I think... I mean, is Nick bluffing here on the river? He is. What's he trying to fold out? The same hand? What are you talking about? With Ace King? Yeah. He's of course he's bluffing. He's bluffing, but he's trying to fold out what? Over pairs, I guess. I mean that's that's a pretty big mountain to climb. I it mean, worked. Yeah. That seems that seems like not a great group to target. Well, we don't love how Nick played the hand. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, I think Phil played it fine. Mm-hmm. And I think Nick kind of just lucked into getting this to happen. I feel like Nick is mostly trying to get Phil off a chop more than trying to get him to fold an overpair. Perhaps. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, you check the turn. You, do, you have the same hand as I do, or you have ace-queen. But if you have ace-king, why give you half the pot? I'm going to move in. There's nothing you can do. And sometimes maybe you'll fold a better hand, too. You wouldn't have to move in to get him off a chop, though. That's a good point. You could bet, like, 3,500 to get him off a chop. Yeah, that's true. So that's I think true. he is thinking he can get overpairs to fold some of the time. Hmm. Maybe Phil can just have some like medium pocket pairs here too, though. Squeeze pre with it. And a then... lot of the medium pocket pairs turn into sets. Not all of them. Okay, so you could have tens. Sevens. Yeah. You could play sevens just like this, right? But those Three are bet, the... bet once, check the turn when the spade comes and there are overcards, and then now f- have to fold the river when the yeah. guy moves in. But there, so... are, there are jacks. There's a jack and eight, a nine, and a six on the board, though. Of course. Anyway, I think Phil played it fine. I think Nick played it bad, but Nick wins. Yep. Whoop de doo. Give me, give me one more impression. Let's hear, yeah. let's hear a robot that was programmed by the baby T-Rex. Wow. Yeah. No, that was it. That was it. That was the robot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, wow, I can't believe a baby T-Rex programmed me. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I can probably go a little, a little further with that. I am confused. <laughs> <laughs> what, what era are we in? Is this crustaceous? How can a robot be crustaceous? And crustaceous? Yet, I am crustaceous. What is it? Cretaceous? Cretaceous? Yeah. Cretaceous. <laughs> I got that wrong, <laughs> but I am still a robot. <laughs> right? Yeah. From the future. <laughs> yes. Perfect. That's how we have the podcast. every single MC, how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.